It's time to get educated about everything Bachelor. It's time for the Bachelor Degree. Here are your hosts, Jill Morgan and Maddie Moore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bachelor Degree. We are here to set you up for your degree in all things Bachelor Nation. Once again, I'm your host, Jill Morgan, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Maddie Moore. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week. I know. Good morning. I mean, we are we are recording this in the morning. We just woke up and we're not together. We're not sitting next to each other this week. Um, I am in Florida currently and Jill is back in Ithaca. So we are Zoom. (laughs) But it's okay. We are trucking along for another week. I'm like so tired and I, I feel like I shouldn't be because I'm like technically on somewhat of a vacation jet lag <laughs> right like jet lag from from Ithaca to Florida <laughs> jet lag. Just you know, kidding. we know that there's no jet lag <laughs> exactly. We on that. exactly we mm-hmm. won't go into much about what's going on in our personal lives because we have so much to cover mm-hmm. like so much crap has went down since we last spoke which is crazy but there's been a lot of stuff I know so much stuff but just to give like a brief update anything cool going on in your life at the moment besides chilling and on the sunny beaches of Florida yeah I feel like that's my my big thing right now is uh, I got out of Ithaca I'm in Florida currently and yeah it's actually really 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 beautiful weather which I feel like every time I come here it like rains all the time so I'm excited uh we've been outside most of the time and um I went out and laid by the pool the first day and I was like oh it's not that like sunny out like I'll be fine literally put my whole body to a crisp I was like yeah that wasn't smart Maddie yeah no we went to the beach yesterday and I made sure to put on lots of sunscreen good good I'm I'm a proud mom yeah so what about you Joe what is happening oh gosh not much really my life is pretty boring at the moment (laughs) nothing no food new food recaps no new food ratings yeah I'm trying to think what if I I know I have to like dive deep into the archives of my life and be like anything cool happen um no but I'll be going home for the weekend so I'll have stuff to recap next week on my life (laughs) going back to the city yeah 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 and speaking of the city, our special guest this week actually lives in the city. He's been there for a while, um, and he is kind of a staple in Bachelor Nation. So he started off tweeting about The Bachelor, and that's kind of his claim to fame. Um, he got, you know, kind of really popular via Twitter, um, giving his opinions and talking about just, you know, recapping the show kind of like we do. And he recently started his own Bachelor podcast called Baby Got Batch Pod. So we are super excited. Excited to welcome Brett Vagara to our show this week. Uh, he was really awesome. I feel like we had a great time talking with him and learning about, um, you know, how he has gained his following and kind of just having a conversation with another content creator who just started a podcast like we did. I yeah. think it's, you know, super cool. Yeah, you could definitely tell he's like up for the podcasting because he's got a lot of good things to say. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we hope you enjoy that interview. And we can also segue into 
our bachelor news talking about the city because we have okay we have so much bachelor news to cover we had to split them up in categories no literally ca- like made categories in our doc I was like the organization I'm here for it because it it was a cluster frick of bachelor news so I jumbled things together that went together so our first like title of bachelor news are bachelor sightings and this first piece of news is breaking news like it literally broke- like breaking news like I should be live on the scene like in <laughs> New York City like on NBC nightly news breaking yeah. news when I go home this weekend and because I actually am planning on going to the Williamsburg hotel <gasps> oh booze where's that I mean I know where it is but like why um, so I'm going to be taking photos of hotels and that's cool. Yeah. So I will be in Williamsburg. So I will keep an eye out for these people. But speaking of Williamsburg, Matt and Rachel Kirkconnell were spotted walking together in Williamsburg, New York. Oh, shit. Breaking news. <laughs> Literally, like, I feel like an, like that alert should come over your phone. Like breaking news, breaking news. CNN, breaking news. Literally breaking news. The headlines are everywhere. Matt and Rachel were spotted together again. Like, I just can't get over it. I saw it on TikTok this morning. I don't know how I didn't see it earlier. Probably because it was barely my phone yesterday. But it, like, literally just popped up last night at like, literally right before I went to bed. Okay, like, so then everywhere. Okay, yeah. so it made sense for me to see it this morning. I was brushing my teeth, scrolling <laughs> on TikTok as I do. The first freaking one that I saw was this guy who does like bachelor you know type of news yeah talks and I was like reality Steve broke it he said um I just want to like read the tweet because it was it was great it's crazy like I'm shocked but I'm also not shocked because I don't know I maybe I am a little more surprised that they like were spotted back together because I feel like during AFR specifically Matt was so outspoken that this was really going to be hard for him to get over and he wasn't sure if there was going to be a chance for reconciliation so I am a little bit more surprised because I don't know there was just a lot more to squash Mm -hmm. between them than like the typical couple where it's like you know you broke my heart da, 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 da. like there was just like a lot more mm-hmm. between like, that so much more to it and I feel like right. I think because obviously like all we see is is what's posted on social media that mm-hmm. like I obviously been watching what Matt's been up to and I feel like he's just been with his friends and kind of like yeah. having fun all over you know wherever he's traveling to and then honestly the same with Rachel like I feel like she's been with her friends a lot and so I was just kind of like okay maybe they're like both trying to heal and move on and then this hits and I'm like I always had a little bit of hope that like they would you know reconcile and like get back together or at least just like hang out a bit because I do feel like they did really love each other um and I do feel like they obviously needed some time she obviously needed to be able to put in the work like they were always talking about. And I, I hope that she did that. I hope that she's continuing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they can do that as a couple. But what Reality Steve tweeted was, he said, it's been a while, but here's some news. Matt and Rachel, question mark. Yeah, they're not over. They're currently in New York together, FYI. <laughs> like, holy like, shit. Like, it's like Gossip Girl spotted Matt really? and Rachel in Williamsburg. You <gasps> should start like a spotted segment. I love Gossip Girl so much. 
we should do like a spotted segment of like bachelor sightings like oh my god Nat spotted in blah 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 (laughs) that's perfect because now there's so many people in the city right now bachelor people the hotbed for bachelor it's becoming the hotbed like so I'm we need to walk around the city and like vlog and like I hope you run into someone oh literally I'm hoping so too I know Claire Crawley and Olivia Caridi were just hanging out this past weekend all the bachelor guys like from Tasha's season were there this past weekend I know they don't live there but they were visiting Mm -hmm. um Dale and Claire obviously based there Peter and Dustin are based there Tyler and Matt like so I'm ready to go to the city and keep Mm -hmm. my eyes and ears peeled and hopefully have a bachelor sighting Mm -hmm. that'd be so cool I definitely think there is a high probability you run into someone I mean the city like yes it's big but like it's not that big it's not that big it's it's smaller than you think Um, okay, so we'll definitely keep you posted on that. And we yes. also have another spotted. Wah, wah, wah. Spotted, <laughs> spotted, New York City. Gossip girl, breaking news. Uh-huh. Um, it literally popped up on my Discover page today that Kit and Bennett were also spotted together having dinner in New York City. Mm. Crazy. I feel like, isn't he in his third, like late 30s? He's like significantly older than her for sure, but yeah. I just find it so funny because like I feel like they their personalities and like who they are are such a perfect match because they're yeah. both that like bougie New York City like I come from money, he's the Harvard, you know, guy. I don't know if he comes from money. That's true. I guess I can't say that. He he yeah. comes off as if he does, right. but I think like he keeps what he gives off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like maybe I should word it as like he does come off as very you know well yeah he gives that bougie feel mm-hmm. and so is she I mean obviously oh, like yeah. her mom is is a fashion designer yeah right. yeah right like she's she's grown up wait her mom is Cynthia Rowley mm-hmm. I'm literally wait I wore PJs last night that are by her what oh my god wait these PJs <laughs> are totally by her Cynthia Rowley. Oh my God. And I saw the name and I was like, why does that sound familiar? This is, this stuff is so comfortable. Oh my God. Okay. Well, Kit, tell your mom that her PJs are very comfortable. Oh my God. That's so funny. So my mom got me, um, like a little Easter, you know, gift or whatever. She came, they visited last weekend. Oh my God. Easter happened. I know Easter happened. I like worked the whole day. So I kind of like blanked it out, but, um, she bought me like from, I think it was from TJ Maxx or Marshall's, a set of like two PJ bottoms and PJ pants. And mm-hmm. they're like butter. They are so soft. And I saw the name and I was like, hmm, that sounds familiar. Literally Kit's mom. Now we know. <laughs> Thank now you, Kit. Know. Thank you, Cynthia Rowley. Yeah, I think they, like you said, they could definitely work. I mean, I don't really care about age difference. That doesn't really mean much to me. So We'll see what happens with them as well. I know. I mean, it, it could just be like, hey, a friendly thing. Like we're both in right. New York. Like, let's yeah, like let's have dinner. Yeah. But let's maybe it's more. So who yeah. knows? We'll, we'll keep you updated on the kitten Bennett radar. Yeah. And then our last piece of news in our bachelor sighting segment is that Blake Moynes was officially spotted on set filming 
Katie on Katie season. And mm-hmm. we mentioned it last week how there was spoilers going around that he was possibly there in New Mexico filming for her season, but there were photos that surfaced of him doing interviews and whatnot. So he's officially there and we'll have to see how this plays out on her season. It's so crazy. I mean, I kind of am not super surprised by it because I feel like I could see him being attracted to Katie. Yeah. And we had our epiphany last week. What was our epiphany? (laughs) Remember, because he was the one who molded the clay penis. Oh my God. Yes. And they're just very both pro-sex and sex positive. So this could be a match made in heaven. It honestly could be. Maybe that's what drew him in. And he was like, I gotta go. <laughs> so we'll you have it here first. I know, literally, I, I honestly think it could be like something good, but. I agree. I also think he was like a little bit salty that he didn't get much airtime after the whole Claire debacle. Like, I feel like he went in like super confident that he was going to win over Claire. Yeah. And obviously he didn't. So I feel like he's a little butthurt about that. I think so too. But I don't know, maybe he's trying to like reclaim it, reclaim himself and uh, reclaim to fame. His new claim to fame might be Katie with uh, his molded penis and her logo. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. Can't wait to find out. I hope he doesn't pull like a Heather Martin where it's halfway through the season. Like I hope mm-hmm. that it's something a little bit different and he doesn't make a bad name for himself. Mm-hmm. Not that Heather did. I don't really care about the Heather situation anymore, but I just hope he go. He went about it in a different way. Yeah, definitely. I'll be interested to see how that plays out. We don't have like an official start date for her, her season yet right not at the moment but hopefully mm-hmm. soon so yeah I hope so um so yeah those are our bachelor sightings for this week and I don't know maybe we'll keep this up week after week I think it's kind of fun um is, yeah see where people are at and so our next one is moving there are a couple folks that are moving um and the first one like kind of surprised me maybe I shouldn't have been surprised by it I was surprised I, I, yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, it's, it's a far way away from, like, everything else, um, decently, I guess, but I, I don't, I'm not, I guess not as far for them, because I think they're based in Arizona, but it just oh, feels super right. far for us, because we're on the East Coast, yeah, but yeah, it's not too far for them, but yeah, still, like, Hawaii is random, right, so Lauren and Ari, uh, announced that they are moving to Hawaii, so, Um, Lauren is currently pregnant with twins and expecting pretty soon, I think, right? Um, I don't know. Maybe she's like halfway through her pregnancy. Yeah, I think it's probably about halfway through. And, um, yeah, they announced that they're making the move to Hawaii and that's where they had their wedding, right? Yeah, that's where they had their wedding. It looked freaking beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to see like when they make the move because moving with pregnant while pregnant with twins seems like a lot. But hey, if you can do it, like more power to you. So mm-hmm. I'm jealous they're moving to Hawaii. So I yeah, <laughs> I wonder what part of Hawaii like mm-hmm. and why there. Maybe yeah. I mean I know that they have like a don't they do like YouTube? Yeah, stuff? I'm gonna I'll go in and watch their video. They did a um like empty house tour I think so I'll go and watch that this week and 
maybe we'll have some updates for next week on their house and everything. So, yeah. I mean, obviously like Ari is in real estate. Yeah. That um, makes sense. So yeah, maybe they who knows while they're going there, but they are headed to Hawaii. And I think that'll be, that'll be really fun for them. I think, especially for the kiddos. Yeah, for sure. All right. And then this isn't really new news. Cause I think it broke a while ago, but Ashley and Jared officially moved to Rhode Island. So they made the not transcontinental. <laughs> transcontinental. <laughs> I, don't know, made, I don't know. They made the move That's across the country um, from the West Coast to the East Coast. I, there's like a word for that, but I won't try and be fancy for you guys. Mm. Um, yeah. So they're officially moving to Rhode Island, which is where Jared is initially from. So I know that they've been talking about this for a while, that they've been wanting to move back to the East Coast. So we're happy to welcome them back. Yes. Welcome back to the East Coast. We are East Coast gals. We are here for it. East Coast, like, back coast. Literally. I feel like Rhode Island is a super cool mm-hmm. uh, place to be. And Ashley had said like in her post, or maybe it was Jared that said it in his post, like that their plan was to live in Los Angeles for five years. Um, yeah. But because the pandemic hit, like their plans were a little accelerated and um, they're back in the East Coast. So mm-hmm. welcome back. They are in Rhode Island and hopefully uh, it's a good time for them. Yeah. All right. Th- those were our moving news pieces. Yes. Now there was, okay. So April Fool's was this past week and there was a lot of joking around on Instagram. A few that like sincerely got me, honestly. Yeah. All of these got me except for one of them. Cause it was more of their joke. But the first one being that Kayla Quinn in air quotes got married to her fiance, but then she came out and said it was a joke and they're getting married in two months. So mm-hmm. So when you, I think you sent it to me and at first I was like, this is a total April Fool's joke. Like for right away. Cause I was like, this is really random. I feel like she would not wear a dress like that to her wedding. And like, where is all of her family? Like that was my first thought. And then I was like, oh wait, maybe this is actually real. Cause I think I saw a couple other pictures and was like, oh, oh my goodness. And then like literally hours later, yeah. They both posted and we're like, hi, April Fools. Yeah, I think I fell for it because like in the pandemic, so many people are eloping and, yeah. you know, are doing smaller weddings now. And then, you know, once things start to open back up again, they're planning on doing big receptions and another wedding. So it didn't seem too far fetched for me, but yeah, I, I mean, it was a, it was a funny joke and I know like a lot of people fell for it. So yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know. Definitely I funny. Yeah. And then, oh, sorry. Ahead. No, go ahead. You introduce it. Uh, you're so very I, outspoken about it. Oh my God. Yeah. This is not my fave, but whatever. <laughs> um, Matt James played an April Fool's joke saying that he shaved his beard, but unfortunately he did not. And uh, no. No, no, you're right. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just shaking my head being like, why didn't he shave his beard? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, what, how did he do it? Was it like a TikTok that he made? 
it was an Instagram story that he posted and he was like, shave the beard, like it's gone or whatever. But I guess it was a photo from before he got his beard. Yeah, it's just like, we gotta make this hashtag no bush. Right. It's just not cute. Just doesn't, I, yeah, I just think he looks so much better with it shaved. And at first I was like, oh my God, yay. Like he finally shaved it. And then I think I like kept clicking and I was like, really, Matt? Like a terrible April Fool's joke. At least if there was some scruff, I wouldn't mind. But the full bone beard, I'm just not here for it. Mm -hmm. So same. I definitely, I'm like, shave it down a bit just keep it like flush with your skin like maybe Rachel's really into it Uh, okay it hey whatever you're into is whatever you're into. whatever floats your boat it's just not for me no no thank you um all right moving right along Caitlin Bristow played a really funny April Fool's joke on Jason Tardick like it was so funny if you haven't already, go check it out. It's on her IGTV on Instagram. But basically, the I think a few days or the night before April Fool's, she sent a nude to Jason. And I guess they weren't together at the moment. And then she made like a group chat chain with all of her friends being like, hey, on April Fool's at this time, be sure to text Jason like, hey, what's on your story? Like, did you mean to post that? So she was kind of implying that he posted her nude on Instagram and it went all over the internet. And obviously it was a big April Fool's joke, but he was getting so pissy with her. Like it was (laughs) was crazy. So I definitely need to go watch it. I think that's so funny because obviously like people get super paranoid about that type of stuff. And it's like, oh my God, like, did I mess up and post Mm -hmm. something I wasn't supposed to? Yeah, for sure. I get paranoid about that crap all the time. So yeah, definitely. So I think that's so funny. Like totally, I feel like Caitlin's personality to do something like that. Oh, for sure. For sure. To to Jason, which is super funny. So yeah, go check that out on her IGTV and then the other, our last April Fool's, you know, bachelor related um, joke that happened that definitely like got both Jill and I, I feel like yeah. was, um, I think it was Dylan that posted it, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dylan. Do you pronounce his last name Barber? Barber. Yeah. So Dylan Barber, who is with Hannah Goodwin, um, is it Goodwin? I think Godwin. Godwin. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Dylan Barber and Hannah Godwin um, obviously are dating or are they engaged? Are engaged, yeah. And Dylan posted an <laughs> April Fool's joke on Instagram that they had split up and he posted, of course, like their picture from Paradise. Um, I think when he was like proposing to her. Yeah. Yeah. And writes this long thing that's like, you know, um, we hate to break it to you. Like we, we have mutual respect, like all the typical things people say in a breakup post. Yeah. He was like making mocking and making fun of it. It was so funny. And I, I first was like, Oh my God, because I feel like they're, they definitely are end game. Like I think they will make it long haul. So I was really shocked. And then obviously I should have known it was, um, an April Fool's joke. An April Fool's. Yeah. He started it off by saying like, these things are never easy to write and there's really never a good time. Hannah and I have always appreciated the love and support we received throughout our journey. So it felt right to share what's next for the both of us. 
And then he goes on and on and on. And then he says, with that said, Hannah and I have decided to stop eating gluten for the rest of the year. <laughs> it was a tough decision. We really do love our Costco blueberry muffins, but it's something we've decided to better ourselves and our family. Thank you all. It's so good. Like, oh my gosh, Prop, props to them for fooling everyone. I so know. yeah, yeah, those were, there were a lot of freaking April Fool's jokes and mm-hmm. make sure to go check out um, Caitlin Bristow's because it's definitely worth the watch. All right. So our last bit of chunk of news is some happy news and some like interesting news, I guess. Mm-hmm. The first one being that um, Crystal Nielsen, I think is her last name. She officially gave birth to her baby girl and they announced her name, which is Andara Rose Bowles. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which so she was, they didn't have a, a, a name for a while. Um, yeah, they were in a few days. Yeah, they were struggling with like baby girl names, like since they did the gender reveal. And when she gave birth, she was like, we still don't have a name, like still taking, you know, recommendations or whatever. And then she just announced um, that they're going with Andara, which I think is really pretty. Yeah, it just reminds me of like Camila Parker Bowles, like the the woman that Prince Charles is married to. Oh my God, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not the same at all, but I'm just like Bowles, like Camille Parker Bowles. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even yeah. know that was her last name. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So and yes, then. they are brand new parents and yeah, wish them the best of luck. Yes. And our last bit of news is like Jill said, sort of interesting. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, but Peter Weber and Dustin Kendrick announced that they are starting a podcast together entitled Bachelors in the City. Yeah. So when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, another Bachelor podcast that literally, but but it's like another Bachelor podcast that doesn't need to happen. Like Mm -hmm. starting a podcast to start a podcast. Like we, I mean, we're probably being hypocritical because there's so many hypocritical, but it's like, they have the clout and like also they've been living in the city for two months and I was reading their little synopsis on what they plan to talk about and they're like oh yeah we're giving recommendations and bringing people on that live in the city to talk about their experiences and I'm like okay interesting if you had the credentials of living in the city for x amount of time but it's like you don't know the city that well so why are you starting this podcast I just think it's irrelevant and yeah, I'm def- I won't be listening, but I mean, hey, whatever. Wish them the best of luck. Hope it does well. Just something I'm not really into. I think it's just like, for me at least, I just feel like all of these Bachelor, you know, alum, I guess we can call them. Mm-hmm. Mo- for, for the most part, most of them after the show jump into this role of influencer or content creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, in awesome. You have that platform. If you want to use it, good for you. But like, I just feel like you should be trying to do different things instead of just like, like, what's the saying? Like re actually reinvent the wheel instead of just like doing the same shit. Like everyone makes a freaking bachelor podcast, like do something different, like be creative. And I feel like it is such a crutch because it's like, okay, now we have this thing, you know, now we have this claim to fame 
let's know people are going to listen because we yeah. have the following. It's like, okay, so let's make a podcast and like make money off of it. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's not something that I will be listening to. Mm-hmm. I mean, and also like <laughs> Peter and Peter and um, Dustin, not my two favorite people to like want to listen to them for an hour. Yeah. I could literally care less about Peter at this point. So whatever i mean no ill will towards them i hope no not successful. at all you know you do you mm-hmm. we'll be we'll still be here <laughs> we'll still be here doing our thing and yeah, yeah that's your thing <laughs> exactly but it will be interesting to see um how their podcast does but yeah like we said best of luck to them and yeah i think that is all of our bachelor news lots going on this week Lots going on. Like I said, I'm going to the city this weekend. I'll keep my eyes peeled. Hope for a sighting. Maybe I'll run into Matt and Rachel. That would be amazing. Oh my God, I'd literally die. <laughs> I would die. Yeah. I would die. On my deathbed. <laughs> That's so funny. I hope you definitely um, see someone or I don't know, that would be awesome. I think yeah. so, so cool. You'll have to snap some pics for us, but yeah. I will. I will. You have a fun time in the city. Thanks. going to be a great time. You enjoy and- Jacksonville. <laughs> thank you. Thank right. you. What you have. A couple more days, a couple more yeah. days, but yeah. So that is all of our bachelor news for you guys this week. We hope you enjoyed our, you know, little recap of everything going on in bachelor nation. So we are now going to play for you our interview with Brett Bagara. And again, we thank him so, so much for coming on the podcast. Um, So we hope you guys enjoy. We are so excited to have another special guest on the show this week. He has become a staple in Bachelor Nation and is best known for his hilarious live tweets and recently launched his own podcast, The Baby Got Batch Pod. Please welcome to The Bachelor Degree, Brett Vergara. Why, hello. What a what a fun intro. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, we're super, super excited. Um, so since we, you know, are a college podcast, sometimes we'll start our interviews like talking about people's college experiences. Um, and you attended St. John Fisher? I did. I did. So upstate yeah, New Yorkers right. represent. Hey, I, I'm from Batavia. So like. Oh, in nice. Buffalo, awesome. Rochester. So St. John Fisher, like a ton of my friends go there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No. So I graduated back in 2014. So I'm, I'm becoming an old man now. Um, yeah. It's wild to think it's, oh my God, it's been, it's been a good number of years at this point, but yeah, I went uh, for, communications or just like a general jack of all trades kind of major what are what are y'all majoring in we're communication students but hey okay i suppose that makes sense yeah 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 yeah. specifically i do photography yep and then i'm on the journalism side of things so i am a broadcast journalist awesome very cool yeah yeah super excited so we wanted to ask if you have like any funny or embarrassing dating stories from college since of course dating story so here's the thing is i didn't really i didn't really date that much at college like i'm i'm like very much a uh like a late bloomer with like dating (laughs) in general like i wasn't uh i mean i was super shy when i was like in high school um you know so i pretty much just like went to school, went home, did my homework, like lather, rinse, repeat. Like I was, I mean, it's weird to think now because I would very much describe myself as a 
extrovert people person. I mean, like we're literally doing a podcast together. So like, you know, I'm not all that shy. Um, but I think it took a long time for me to sort of come into my own on that social front. And then in college, uh, I only really had, I think like a year and a half or two where I was like, oh yeah, I like, I'm kind of focused on being like present here, like in college. Cause I interned in New York my after my sophomore year, and then I and I interned in uh, the city, and I, I used to actually be more in the music industry, so I was doing like publicity at Atlantic Records, and then after I did that, I was like, okay, like, I'm so done with college like mentally, um, so I was just like in this weird place, like just like wanting to escape college and get it over with, but I you know like obviously couldn't, um, and then I would also you know just. Uh, like as far as dating was concerned, I would just get in my own way a lot, you know, where I would foresee an issue arising where say, oh, like I'm interested in this person, but I'm like gonna want to do like an internship in New York again this summer. And, you know, do I really want to, uh, you know, I tell this person I like them if I'm just going to like leave for three months in two months, you know, but it would, it would get to the point where it was excessive, right. Where I would just very much cut myself off from any sort of opportunity for a connection and get in my own way. Um, so yeah, I don't really have anything all too, uh, salacious. Yeah. I don't know. It was pretty tame. But I also feel like that's super relatable for a lot of our listeners where like, there's so much going on in college Mm -hmm. that like sometimes dating is completely, you know, off the table. Like there's just much you gotta think of your internships and what's the next move and what are you gonna do yeah yeah uh, well also too like the parameters like are just so fucking weird can i swear here I, i'm like yeah, oh, i'm, I'm over here yeah, yeah okay <laughs> um but um no but like i think dating is just like a concept made more sense to me after school right because i'm like oh i can like go to work and then i can like say like hey you let's meet at this bar at like 6 30 or let's meet this restaurant at seven uh it was more just kind of like a proper format uh but you know like dating in college is like i just didn't understand kind of like how people i don't know worked it out like kind of like did the courting phase like it was just that was always a mystery to me, you know, and uh, yeah. obviously some people figured out, but I really just never did, you know, and that's I don't know. So it, it makes more sense now. Yeah, yeah, that's all fair. I mean, everyone has goes down their own path yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. So. I was also like broke as shit. So like that didn't help <laughs> anything. So like, like if there was a person I liked, I'd be like, hey, I like you. But then it would be, I could see like how like Netflix and chill like was a thing yeah. because like, I, no one could afford anything else. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, we could go out and do something. But, you know, I was, I was, uh, do y'all have like, um, what do they call it? Like work studies or, or you could just have like jobs too, but. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I had like a work study as a tour guide at St. John Fisher, but, okay. you know, wasn't paying big bucks by, yeah. by any yeah. measure. So not really enough for taking people out in the town all the time. Yeah, exactly. go to the hit, hit up the drive-thru or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I had to get more creative, but. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so we typically ask contestants, you know, like what's going on in their life before going on the show, but obviously you were never contestant. I'm a little different. Yeah, yeah you're a little different. Um, so what was going on in your life post-grad? Like what were, yeah. Post-grad, a lot of existential crises. Yeah, that's what was happening. I mean, yeah, so I graduated in 2014. Yeah. And graduated 2014. I was, you know, unemployed for 
a good number of months just like looking for jobs. Uh, I was really determined to get to the city and then ended up finding a job like, I don't know, maybe five, six months after uh, I graduated. And that was at BuzzFeed. So I ended up being at BuzzFeed for, uh, yeah, five, five-ish years, a little bit less. And um, yeah, like that was, that was the main pursuit. Um, and then I didn't even really start watching Bachelor until... 2016 and the the big reason i did is because like well it was going into like the election of 2016 so i was like i need a distraction everything is like feels <laughs> like it's bad and then obviously things just like you know <laughs> went, went in a direction after 2016 yeah. <laughs> um and um no but like for me i was intrigued by you know bachelor just because i wanted to just watch hot people make out on an island because i watched paradise and that was my my intro and um, and I've always been drawn yeah. to like communities and like feverish communities. I'm always like a social watcher of of shows and mm -hmm. just like a social consumer, you know. So that was just like a big draw. And then once I started watching and I was able to have that kind of conversation by the water cooler type of stuff, I got really magnetized by that and then talking with contestants and then it just got wildly out of control right like as as bachelor nation gets wild yeah, as, as it does yeah yeah so for you know that uh, that first season you watched a paradise like who was on that and kind of like what drew you in was there like any contestants that kind of stood out to you that you're like oh gosh i gotta continue watching this show yeah well it was nick nick vial's uh redemption arc you know, okay, and that was like the okay, thing that was, okay. so it was that, it was like the year of like, you know, Jared, Ashley and, and Kayla, oh, uh, okay. who else was, yeah. yeah, yeah, it literally probably, I mean, I haven't seen all the Paradise seasons, but it was just like, really, you know, it was just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, And uh, no, so I, I was, it was really interesting though. And it was, that was another thing that was fascinating about getting pulled into the franchise is I loved and continue to love it to a degree, even though it feels kind of tense sometimes, how, you know, we as viewers can like watch an exchange, right? Say it's like just these two people interacting. Um, and granted, I was missing a shit ton of context, right? Like I didn't know like about Nick Vile, like slut shaming Caitlin, you know, I didn't have all this history, yeah. you know? So yeah. I could just, or, or say like, you know, with Kayla, for example, like Nick and Kayla seem to be, the people that people just had such like strong opinions about um, yeah. my friend who I was watching with included. And, um, you know, so I remember watching Nick and I was like, Oh yeah, like he seems like cool. And my friend was like, fuck that guy, you know, just like being really, <laughs> you know, had a take. And I was like, okay, well, and that was different because that was like a whole lot of context that I was missing, you know? So mm -hmm. I didn't really see him in the light that a lot of people did. Um, yeah. But then Kayla was different because Kayla was an example of kind of where I was going is like, you know, we as viewers can like watch the same interaction and like watch the watch a person on our screens uh, and just have like viscerally different takes and opinions on them, uh, just purely based off of like seeing the same thing, like without context, right? Uh, just missing context. So Kayla is an example of that where, you know, obviously she's very like smiley and bubbly and like sunshiny, optimistic, you know, kind of golden retriever-esque. So when I was talking to my friend, like, oh, like, yeah, I really like that Kayla person. And then my friend is like, she's so fake. Like, she's just so, uh, you know, she just like smiles all the time. But it's like such as like, you know, yeah, just literally just like calling her fake. 
And then this is where I go with that, right? Is that I view myself as like kind of like a smiley, optimistic, golden retriever ass kind of person. Yeah. So then of course I have to like weirdly find a way to take it personally. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, like, do you think I'm fake? Because I'm like smiley and bubbly. And, you know, I try to like just, uh, you know, be super overly friendly to people sometimes because I, I think that was why I took it personally is because I, I think that's why I liked Kayla initially because I saw some parallels to myself. So that's like a big reason why I love watching this show because I know a lot of people, uh, you know, watch it for escapism still. And it's just like, oh, it's like trash reality TV, which is a perfectly fine way to enjoy it. But I definitely like going down the rabbit hole of like the psychological lens of it all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So since then, what has been your favorite season of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? Favorite season? I mean, because like I have to clarify, Paradise is like my baby. Like that's yeah. like, that's, that's my ultimate favorite. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah, had to yeah. make that known. You know? It's so much fun. Yeah. It's yeah. more lighthearted, I think. And like, yeah. It's like my Super Bowl. You know, it's like yeah. I watch Bachelor and Bachelorette just so I'm familiar with the players, if you will, for <laughs> right. the grand right. championship of love, if you will. Exactly. Um, but I would say favorite favorite season of Bachelor is probably next, just because it was my first. And I think there was just like an amazing cast and I don't think there was any wild controversy. You know, it wasn't, it didn't stress me the fuck out. You know, so that helped. <laughs> Um, and then favorite Bachelorette season, I would actually say it's a tie between when Taisha took over, you know, like that, that the second half of the last season of Bachelorette um, and then Rachel's because again, like, uh, and, and I'll say like the reasons too, is that like Rachel's season, it was, you know, my first. And I think, again, she had an amazing cast. We had like Peter Krause, we had like Brian, we had like all these, you know, like Kenny and just, it was just like such a great cast um and then with Tasha's season i think there were just so many moments when i was watching where i was like this is like bachelor at its best right where you know you had riley talking about his his um relationship with his dad and his name like just like a really fascinating story and just a different perspective and then you had ben sharing his his uh you know eating disorder struggles and his his struggles with like like suicide attempts and, you know, and, and obviously you have to be careful with delving into that, but it was going beyond just the standard, like, well, you know, I love my family. Do you love your family? Oh my God. Like, you know, just like that formula. And I just thought that was, it was powerful. And then of course, like um, Ivan talking about like Black Lives Matter and, and, you know, George Floyd. And yeah, I just, I, I think that was really Bachelor at its best. And then we, got whiplash <laughs> with this past season of Bachelor, so. Whiplash is a good, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, definitely. We highly agree. We love to <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, finally, like some real topics, like, some real conversations. Yeah, about, like, life. yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. So then kind of talk us through how you started tweeting, like, about The Bachelor, because, like, obviously, you know, like, Twitter was the big thing for you, I feel like, mm -hmm. so how did you, like, delve into that world of, yeah, purely accidentally. Yeah, like there was no, there was no like grand plan by any means. It was just, uh, I don't know, like I, I was actually like looking just uh, through some old like Bachelor tweets and just like old, uh, yeah, just like old tweets like recently. And I was, 
I was actually looking up like when I used to live tweet the Grammys and it was just, it was so weird because like I would just live tweet the Grammys and like, I don't really know why because nobody was liking it. Like literally like, there were so many tweets where it was like zero likes. I'm like, oh, Brett, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Um, but you know, it proves that there was some sort of pleasure I got from it that like wasn't derived from uh, like uh, approval of others, you know, now I, now I think it's a little warped and it's kind of like, uh, yeah, shifted just cause I know I'm like, okay, like people are going to be seeing like what these tweets are and all that. So it's not pure shit posting. Yeah. Um, but um, no, I mean, I, I started, yeah, like no, no real intent. I was just like, Oh, like this is like a fun other way to engage with this show is it's the same thing like we're like live to like game of thrones and all that you know it just felt like there was this community that you could get connected to uh and then yeah i would just like tweet a bit and in the very beginning like again like not really any attention whatsoever and then i think it more started when i started interacting with contestants and just going back and forth uh, like I talked to Olivia Caridi. She was like my first bachelor friend. And then she had like a watch party in New York. And it was like kind of right when I started watching Bachelor. So that was like, oh, this is like kind of cool. I'm like interacting with someone who's like involved with the show. And like, this is like kind of fascinating. And then I think it snowballed because then I would connect with these people. You know, we would follow each other and then they would like retweet stuff every once in a while. And then that would reach more people. And then it just snowballed into this wild thing that was never intended. But it's been like, yeah, really fun and amazing for the most part. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That's so cool. Yeah, definitely. Have you ever had beef with a contestant because of your tweets? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, like it's it's usually uh, it's usually white men. Uh, I you know I, I would I would say that that's like the group that uh, I well I'm trying to think, well like Jordan Kimball recently and that was like a whole oh, back and forth yeah. um, and uh, you know it was like the Chris Harrison kind of defender crowd um, and. Uh, you know what's actually interesting is like the person who I had the most beef with, where I would say they actually had the most beef with me, yeah. was Chris Randone. Uh, he fucking hated me for years. Like, like literally, you know, and I say this now because like I'm not being a teaster because it has a better ending. Um, but like literally, I would hear like through the grapevine, like like him, him saying to like someone else, like, oh yeah, fuck that Brett guy. Like he's just like such an ass. And I'm like, Okay, well, you know, and I don't have like a tendency to like, like people who like despise me, right? That's, I didn't really have anything personal against him, but uh, him not, him like saying pretty much on record that he fucking hated me. I was like, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really love that, but. Yeah, why was it vendetta? I think it's because, I mean, he didn't necessarily have the best showing on Paradise sometimes, you know, like there was, and, you know, I would say this to him now, and I think he's, he's, you know, this is getting into what I was going to say, but he's gotten a lot more reflective recently, like, you know, which has very much pleasantly surprised me. Um, and I think he's owned, you know, some of his uh, mistakes or his, um, I don't know. I, I think he's just been a lot more introspective and analytical lately. And he's been also been, again, like pretty outspoken on, on like, say, like Chris Harrison or what have you. Um, so, you know, I can just appreciate that. Um, but yeah, no, I think I was calling him out like back in the day for you know, like uh, 
remember there was like a weird conversation like comparing the women to like oh who's like the appetizer who's the entree who's the dessert like that whole thing and yeah no and i think i like hyperbolically tweeted like you know stuff like oh chris is the worst chris you know like just just stuff like that um and I think like the one tweet that he hated was like me saying, it's like, wait, do I like somehow hate Leo more than Chris? And, and then like he just <laughs> could not have a fun time with that. But you know, what I will say too, is like what's been like a little bit of a learning, you know, moment for me is like, I've actually tried to lean away from, especially if I'm being critical of someone who like is deserving, you know, at least on the, on the screen of like, of being critical. And I think being critical of an action is a lot different than like hating on them, just like, you know, going after them. It's a lot different. Um, but instead of just sort of throwing a blanket over the entire person, like, oh, like Chris is the fucking worst or whatever, I try to get a lot more specific. And just so like it, you can't like poke holes in my tweet where I'm like, uh, referencing the exact conversation that I'm reacting to, like you know, whether it was like the appetizer entree thing or or what have you. Cause there was also like the, the Tia thing where he was like, kind of like gaslit Tia when, yeah. um, when he was starting to talk with Crystal. And, you know, so I think just being a lot more specific in your criticism when you do criticize is beneficial. Yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely on like a platform like Twitter, I think, or anything. Social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, but, to, but to close on Chris, so, you know, I, I've seen that y'all lurk on Clubhouse and we yeah. were just in a Clubhouse room the other day. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, so Chris and I actually started like <laughs> actually speaking with one another um, on Clubhouse because we okay. had like mutual, you know, people who were around. And um, and yeah, like I think like literally all of them were like, oh, yeah, Brett, Brett's great. Chris was like, okay fine you know i think he was like starting to like come around and i think yeah like us just that's why i really love clubhouse just because one um you know because i literally just took like a month social media break and i just came back like as we're recording this like and it was like a yeah it was a month um and a big part of that is because i've i've found twitter is progressively harder to have like nuanced conversation about certain things because i'm all for having you know conversations of you know um yeah, being critical of, of actions that we're seeing on screen or things the franchise can do better. Um, but I do think when you really want to get to like the meat of it, it, it can be limiting, right? It has that character limit and all that. And it has like a tone, you know, uh, muting kind of quality to it. But yeah, Clubhouse, it just, I've gotten a lot of like, you know, really, um, I've heard a lot of like really impactful and powerful conversations on there and it just like humanizes everybody right um so yeah i think that was just really beneficial for for us and um yeah we've we very much buried our hatchet that we somehow found ourselves having and uh no and you know i i can i say like nothing about nothing but good things about him now um you know i'll still call him out for those past moments but you know we're i would consider him a friend now you know he's been very supportive of you know weird times that I've had. So he's like legitimately a friend now. So life comes at you fast. Yeah. yeah. Now that's super cool. And to kind of hear about like clubhouse, cause I, I'm very new to it at least, but yeah. like yeah. how you are, are able to have those like longer conversations <laughs> because it is that audio based sort of social media app. Um, yeah. And kind of speaking on a lot of these 
controversies that have happened in recent months with the you know the franchise um where do you kind of see the future of the bachelor franchise headed well that's an interesting question it's like where do i see it headed versus where would i like to see it headed that's like right. two yeah. two yeah. i suppose different you know different directions um I don't know. I think in general, in, you know, to speak existentially, general in life, like I try to be as hopeful as possible until I'm proven otherwise. And then I still try to remain hopeful, but it's, yeah, it can be a slog. It can be hard and it can be difficult when you feel, you know, betrayed, you know, like for example, we had this brilliant season with Tasha, and I really felt like we were getting somewhere. It's like, we took like five steps forward. We're having talks about like Black Lives Matter and like, uh, you know, different type of like family structures. And we're obviously seeing literally like the most diverse cast that we've had um, as far as like black indigenous people of color being included. Um, and then, so I was like, all right, cool. We're getting somewhere. And then we have Matt's season with all of the issues it had and not even so much the issues that the season had, but then, you know, obviously the response to that, you know, and and it it just showing like a glaring well, not that like, you know, the, the vulnerability um, of like just how poor that franchise has handled diversity like throughout its history, but it was just like very much showing like a glaring gap in um, like the thinking of leadership, i.e. like Chris Harrison and, you know, and then it's, um, yeah, so it's like you take five steps fo or forward with like Tasha, and then like five or six steps back with Matt's season. And that's no fault of Matt, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. just kind of like how, and I really feel for him, yeah. Um, so I hope he's doing a lot better just because he was really set up to fail, you know. Um, as, far, as far as like where I see it heading, I really, really hope that, um, that it's, it's heading in a, a different direction. I think... I'm glad that like Michelle is going to be, you know, a, you know, a lead, um, you know, because I, I, I would say too, like, I was actually very, not like torn, but I don't know, I guess that's the right word, but I, I had conflicted feelings about like, just, you know, because I very much wanted to see like another black indigenous person of color as the, you know, lead for, for Bachelorette, like, this is when it was like one Bachelorette is what, what we're getting. Uh, so like I I definitely wanted that, and then at the same time, just because of how things were going with Matt and like how clearly affected by everything he was, and then also acknowledging, you know, ABC and Bachelor, it's a corporate entity. You know, there's thousands of people who are like involved in it, um, and knowing that they had to make some very substantial and systemic changes, whether it's the host or whether it's executive leadership, whether it's um, you know, having like the diversity consultant have a little bit more stake and power to implement their suggestions and expertise and all of that stuff. You know, I work in corporate, that stuff takes time, you know? So I was like, I don't actually know if I want, or if I think it's best for a black indigenous person of color being like just thrown into the cannon for cannon fodder like that quickly either. So I do think that this is like, a workable compromise on that front because you know i, I and it, whether it's true or, or not like as far as their reasoning i do like how this allows like michelle to finish out the school year and film on her own time and it also gives the franchise time to get its shit together in preparation for her season and you know and all that um you know i mean i think it's too early to call whether those other changes that 
they need to implement will be implemented. Like it's not just going to change by throwing another, you know, BIPOC lead into the canon, you know, it's, so I don't know. I have cautious optimism. I do love both Katie and, and Michelle a lot. So I'm, I am, you know, again, cautiously excited for, for their seasons, but they better not like fuck them, fuck them over. <laughs> you know, like that's the thing is like there, I think we're all in this state of, um, you know, where like our trust is violated or not even trust because I think all of us have this guarded sense of like this franchise handling certain things responsibly. Um, but yeah, I think we're all a bit rattled coming off of that season. So yeah. I think it's going to take some time to reset for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would agree with time. everything you just said. <laughs> I think, yeah, we're hoping, to, we're trying to be optimistic and hope that mm. the franchise can be better themselves in the future. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Lots of work to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On a more lighter note, have you ever considered applying on the show yourself? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you know, like, it's kind of like how you think about, um, oh, like, maybe I'll move to LA someday. You know, it's, it's kind of like just like one of those like floating, you know, floating thoughts out there. But then when you actually start, um, like, getting into the, the practical, <laughs> you know, stuff around it, then I'm like, no. I mean, one, I'm 5'8". So like that's already like I know who they cast right. Um, so like that's yeah yeah and like the five you know I'm not I'm not out here trying to be like the it's like the ultra short person at like an average height or maybe even slightly below average I don't know. Um, so that you know that's one thing and of course I would think about work but but I think also too like I'm like also bullshitting myself here right like I think with so many of us if like a producer called tomorrow and was like we want you on I th you know, I think a lot of people are kidding themselves that they wouldn't like jump on the uh, on the opportunity if it were presented I think if it were presented it would be a lot different than like me going through like the um, like me admitting to myself like okay I'm gonna like put my heart on the line and apply you know yeah. it's a different it's a different scope. So would I apply? No. If it were presented to me on a platter, I would take it. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a very yeah, that's, that's my compromise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, obviously you have just launched your own podcast. Um, can you kind of talk us through the process of A, starting that and like B, I guess, you know, what motivated you to want to start a Bachelor podcast? Uh, yeah, so I started that um, with my friend Camila, who works in the podcast industry. So she's a producer on um, right now, like Good One, which is like a Vox com uh, like podcast that has comedians on and all that. Um, so she was like an audio pro in, in that world. So um, and, you know, is a good friend of mine, too. And we actually rehearsed all through uh, Clarentatia's season because we were like really trying to, you know, do it right. And we wanted it to be as polished as we could make it, like going into Matt's season and just give us like a lot of uh, runway there. Uh, how it came up, I mean, I flirted with the idea of a podcast for a really long time, but, you know, I didn't want to just make one for the sake of making one and, you know, not have like the right partner and, uh, and, also, too, when I was at BuzzFeed, it would have been a lot more complicated because it would have been like a weird ownership thing. So I think so I'm technically I work freelance now as a as a consultant. So I have a little more flexibility to have these like side projects. But, you know, this uh, it came up last summer just because, uh, you know, 
COVID times were weird and I was talking to her and we got together in the park, just like as you did, just to see your friends. Hadn't talked in months and, uh, or saw, seen each other in person in months rather. And yeah, we were just catching up. And even though there was no show on at the time, we somehow managed to talk about Bachelor for like two hours. And, you know, we caught up on life and all that too. And uh, then I left that and it just sort of hit me like a bag of bricks. Like, oh, like she would be like a good partner for a podcast. Like literally it was like teeing me up for the idea. Like not only could we go back and forth for a long time on this stuff, she's also just so happens to be a podcast professional, right? Mm -hmm. So it just really felt like this like stars aligning thing that I uh, needed. And I think we, you know, after I approached her with like the idea, you know, we had like the same vision for what we wanted it to be. You know, we wanted it to be, you know, I would imagine very similar to what, what y'all want is, you know, a balance between like very much having fun with it. Cause like we still enjoy it. Right. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's still like, there's still like this joy in it, even if there's frustration. Um, but at the same time, like wanting to uh, balance that just right with being critical of the franchise and wanting it to be better without like, you know, shitting on it also, like just kind of being cynical. Like that was, I guess, more it. It's like, I don't want to be cynical. I do want to be cautiously optimistic and, <laughs> and push for, you know, changes that I think are ultimately going to make a better show and a more inclusive show. Um, you know, so it, it was just really striking that balance just right. And I think uh, she was just literally like the only person I think I could have done it with um, that really made sense, at least at this time of my life. And it's been, yeah, it's been really, it's been really great. You know, I've been very grateful to have her as a partner and all this. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Stars aligned for the both of you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, for sure. So we have a little game for you. I haven't oh really told Matt yeah, what it is. Yeah, she the game. Oh, dang, okay. Prize for me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I pulled some of your tweets from oh, the past season of Matt season. And what I'm going to do is read your tweet out loud, but have a blank where the woman's name is. And you're going to have to guess which woman the tweet is about. Okay. Okay. All right. All it's right. going to be interesting. All right. <laughs> So, I know we have only just met Blank's parents, but I already trust them with my Michelle? life. Michelle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Listen, there's no one. They're the OGs. They're the uh, top tier parents. Yeah, for That's sure. Funny. I suppose I shouldn't cut you off when you're reading the tweet. No, you are I got good. excited. <laughs> I got excited. This one's a little bit of a lengthy tweet, so bear with okay. me. Says the only way I'll approve of this blank narratives narrative is if plot twist they were never planning on adding her to the cast. It's actually a psychological experiment watching her progression through everlasting Nemo colon quarantine, a descent into madness. Well, that one's obvious. It's Heather. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, yeah. there's no other addition. Well, I guess they added. Uh, well, it would have been like a singular audition that gave it away. So, right. yeah. exactly. Exactly. All right. Blank truly reeking of, quote, I go to therapy and have the skills to helpfully process and articulate my emotions, end quote, energy. That's Katie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, she was just, I loved every time she went on, like, some sort of rant. I was like, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I love her. She's awesome. Yeah. Okay, this is blank feels like somebody who would bully me in middle school because my jeans, pants, pant legs were cut too high. That one's actually tough. 
wait a minute. I have to think of like who was mean. Um, uh, cause that's like such like a specific, cause I don't think it's Victoria cause it's not quite. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to read your poker face. Okay, no. Not Victoria. <laughs> God, who, who was like, hmm. There's a lot of options. I mean, there season. was a lot of I know. Season, so. No, I know. I know. I'm trying to think. Okay, so. Uh, wow. I can't believe you actually stumped me. I'm like between like two or th- well, here, hold on. We're going to brainstorm out loud here. Okay, I'll, I'll cut okay. myself off eventually. So Victoria, I don't think it was Victoria. MJ, it could have been MJ. Kit, it could have been Kit. Mm-hmm. Who else was like kind of like a mean, mean girl person? Um, oh, wait. You said Kit. Um, I feel like, oh, Anna. Oh, Anna was like borderline. Yeah, it wasn't Anna. Anna. Wasn't. Ugh. I'm going to say it was MJ. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Yes. It was it was really a toss up between MJ and Kit, but I think MJ MJ is more like is gonna put it all out there to insult yeah. you. Kit will like more subtly psychologically destroy you, I think. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. That was a different. Yeah. Okay. The next one is I am no longer Brett. This is now a blank stan account full time <laughs> focus. <laughs> oh that Jasenia. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we Killing go. It. Killing it. There we go. All right. Wow. There's a lot of pressure navigating or this perfect score right now of my own content. Right. <laughs> okay. Blank is doing a wonderful job masking her shitty behavior and comments behind quote bigger villains. That but we That's see Kit, right? Yeah. Kit. Yeah. Kit. Yeah. I, I think she eventually like I think in the tell all she was like oh I didn't I didn't do a great job there so <laughs> I, you know I I think she's she probably you know might be like an age thing I don't know but I, I think she was trying to like assimilate and then she let like a certain part of her come out that maybe she didn't like seeing yeah definitely yeah, definitely like that's a good yeah. for sure i swear to heck if we don't get more blank screen time this week i'm writing <laughs> a strong oh that's now. that's uh that's abigail yeah i just remember tweeting a version of that that's the thing is like there are some times where i'm like i just tweet the same shit like every week like i just kind of like it's like you know it almost feels like formulaic at a certain point where i'm right. like i'm just gonna like I mean, if they gave Abigail more screen time, I wouldn't have anything to tweet about. So that's that's the solution, clearly. Uh, but but yeah, sometimes I'm just like, all right, well, let's just like insert this other meme here, and because uh, I'm sure I tweeted it like five times. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god, that's funny. We always wanted more Abigail screen time. Yeah. All time. Yeah. Okay. This. She just moved from- to New York too. I guess yes. she did. There's like. There's, so- a, there's actually yeah, which I'm not used to, which is great. You know, like I think like right. what we have like. Chelsea, we have Abigail, we have Kristen, who I, I love. Think Piper's going to New York soon. Yeah, I think Piper's going to New York. Yeah, there's a good yeah. amount of Peter, Peter, yeah. Peter Tyler, yeah. yeah, a whole yeah. bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, usually it's like it's usually it's like Texas and Southern California. And then there's like a lot of fromtaceous season. Ben and they're like Ben. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, Joe Riley, I think right. Riley, Riley might yeah. be there. Yeah, a city Crap is where time. it's at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next one is choose your fighter. Blank stranded on an island after she got dumped or blank stranded upon paddling away in her pumpkin. That was Olivia and Maggie. 
Yeah. We talked to Olivia about that in our interview with her about being stranded on the island. And yeah. Like, we were like, was that like so miserable? Like, were you by yourself? And she's like, no, like, people were there. But yeah. I can't imagine. Funny. I know. Yeah. She's, a, she's actually a real, well, I mean, as I said, she was my first bachelor friend and, you know, she's in, she's another New Yorker and uh, yeah. no, she's just, she's just great. I'm really, that's the thing is like, as, as much uh, as this franchise can put us through the ringer as viewers sometimes, like that's why it's hard to let go because uh, yeah, like I'm really, I really cherish, yeah, like either the, the friendships that, you know, come out of it or, you know, us just being able to talk today. Like there's a lot of good or you know selfishly there's a lot of good that i uh find in it too so yeah for sure definitely all right we got your last one so oh boy okay <laughs> a lot of pressure is this the hardest one what's what's the before i before i don't we know hear. if there was a level of heart it seems yeah. like okay. you're getting all of them yeah so. okay, i got it all right we'll see all right justice for blank she did nothing wrong oh let's see justice for there's a lot of people that deserve justice. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, who did nothing wrong? Oh, um, Marilyn. Yes. Yeah. 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 That, that was, man. I, so I talked to Camila about this uh, on the, on the pod a lot, but um, that was an, cause I do think for the most part, Matt was good at if something was brought to his attention, he would uh, believe people like right off the bat. Like he, in contrast to Peter last year, uh, he wouldn't just like go into the weeds back and forth. Like, okay, like let's hear this person side. Now this person, now like retort, now retort, now retort, you know, like just getting lost in the forest of all that. You know, when people would come to him with things, he would just believe them outright and then act on it. And that mostly served him. Like it served him with MJ, it served him with Victoria, like a lot of these people who ended up getting sent home with Anna. Um, but Marilyn was like the other side of that where, you know, like believing someone outright ended up probably not being the right call. Yeah. I or not the right call. That's not, you know, it, it was uh, misinformation. You know? Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Awesome. Well, 100%. Oh, my God. Yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, so well, yeah, you know, your you own content. Really well. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that's it for us. So, yeah. So tell me they can find and anything that's coming up, yeah. Anything I have coming up, oh boy, um, <laughs> not a whole lot. I'm hoping to get my vaccine soon. That's okay. hopefully coming up. That's the ideal. Uh, but no, yeah, you can find me, Brett S. Vergara, on, on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Baby Got Batch Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And obviously listening to the podcast itself would be amazing. Uh, that's, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts, as they say. <laughs> Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think that's all that's going on in my life. And I really appreciate y'all having me. Thanks Thank for you, coming guys. on. We really appreciate it. It's yeah. nice to meet you. Awesome. <laughs> nice meeting you too. Yeah. And I'm sure I'll see y'all both on Clubhouse, hopefully. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll drag you along. Or hear you, hear you on Clubhouse. <laughs> as well. yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. All right. Bye. See ya. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Brett just as much as we did. We had such a blast talking to him. And as always, make sure you go check out his podcast. It's called The Baby Got Batch. He does some really awesome things over there. And as always, we would love if you would follow us on Spotify and subscribe on Apple. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and leave us a comment. We would love to hear from you. And as always, follow us on our Instagram at The Bachelor Degree. 
podcast for all your latest Bachelor news and updates from us. Yeah, definitely. We have tons of updates and announcements on there. Um, Every week before we have a guest on, um, we will post that they're coming on the show and give you guys an opportunity to write in questions. We love asking listener questions. So definitely make sure, um, you know, you check out our Instagram stories and write in some questions for us. We have a lot of guests coming up. So be sure to stay tuned. And yeah, guys, we will be with you weekly to be sharing all things Bachelor Nation, um, talking about the upcoming season and all of that fun stuff. Yeah. And as always, we will talk to you Bachelor bitches next week on The Bachelor Degree. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.